Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a real play tabletop RPG using the chill 3rd edition rule set. A setting is the Chicagoland world, but today it's going to be a little different. It's going to be based in Montana. My name is Nort. I'm your sweet little chill master. And with me your players are... I'm Robert. I'm going to be playing Roland Hollister. Alright, I'm Anna. going to be playing Tessie Dillon. And I'm Ranson playing Miranda Chase. Alright, so right now, all three of you are on a flight. Today's going to be a little different. We're going to be playing a backstory <laughs> episode. <laughs> this is the first time I've said this. Um, and so there's going to be a familiar face. Uh, unfortunately, Dirks couldn't make, us, make it to us. He had a little family uh, trouble here. So we are going to be doing a case that was created by Maggie Carroll. And it was developed by Matthew McFarland. And the editor was Carol Darnell. So um, thanks to them for making this case. I'm going to be using it and kind of adding my slight little flare bits to it. Um, but for the most part, it's going to follow the case but knowing my players, it might not matter. So, um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> uh, thanks to them for making it. it kind of put me in a, save me in a little pinch. And we have a little fun case to play. It's called Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. So, as I said, they're playing different characters. They're playing a team that, that is stationed in Milwaukee. You three are, well, you four, excuse me, Jewel is with you, Jewel Christensen. Um, you are making your way to Stonehill, Montana. You all received an email, or well, your boss received an email, and uh, Roland, your team was sent out to investigate because the Buffalo HQ has been having a lot of hard times recently. So you've been sent there to kind of fill in the, fill in the gaps that the Buffalo has been struggling with. So uh, you four have been sent out. You're flying into the Buffalo airport and then taking a car to Stonehill. Um, what do you guys want to describe what your characters look like? We can start with, uh, uh, Shay, uh Ransom here. Uh, Miranda, she's 36 years old, 5'9", 140 pounds, dirty blonde hair, and green eyes. Uh, she's a cop, and she's just like a detective or whatever. Perfect. Um, and Anna, what are you, uh? Anyone describe Tessie? Alright, Tessie is 23 years old. She is 5'1", about 120 pounds, has blonde hair and green eyes. She formerly worked for an advertising firm. Amazing. Um, Robert? So, Roland is 45 years old. He's 6'1", and 175 pounds. Uh, he's got light brown hair, hazel eyes. And he is a seasoned envoy, and he also has a family ranch in Texas. Amazing. Yeah, so Roland, this is your team that you've been working with for about a year or two. Uh, the newest member is Jewel. Um, she has kind of become your protege, because uh, eventually you'd like to retire. <laughs> uh, so she will be taking over your, on your team. Um, uh, your team is it's called Team Passion, because your team is always sent kind of to the front line and has the heart to stick it through some of the worst situations. Um, in your recent, a uh, few months back, you did lose one of your members, um, Amy. She uh, was taken out by you were fighting some infective werewolves, and they overwhelmed her and unfortunately tore her to bits. But Jewel is replaced her. Um, she has been a fine member of your team. She's quite 
she's kind of quiet right now. She seems she is reflecting. Um, but your other two members are sit are seated across the aisle from you. Um, and they are respectively doing what they normally do, I imagine, reading or uh, sleeping. Uh, but yeah, so do you guys say anything to each other when you're flying or no? No, because okay. uh, mm-hmm. Roland would probably just pass out. No, Perfect. Sorry. Just rest up it's for a, what um, we want to. Mutual silence. Sure. Um, so as you guys are flying over the uh, over the country... Um, then you notice just the beautiful like slopes of the Rocky Mountains come into view, uh, and you see the the vast the valleys and the beautiful trees, and it's quite serene um, as the uh, pilot engages landing as he's landing at the Buffalo Airport. That's what I'm gonna call it. I don't know if it's called that, but that's for sure the name. I, I looked it up. So the Buffalo Buffalo Airport. <laughs> you guys land. And there is a car waiting for you um, in the parking lot. You are instructed where to go. And in your car, uh, Tessie is looking over the email that was forwarded to her from your guys' uh, director. Um, would you like to read that now so that, that uh, everyone is queued in on the details? Yes. It reads, for immediate investigation by the most experienced envoys available. This early morning, Safer received an email from Aileen DeVoe, widow of Lisa LaVoe, a Milwaukee envoy killed in the line of duty five years ago. Uh, The email sent to her former counselor at our Angwin facility reads, Hi Sylvia, I know I've been out of contact for too long and I am sorry that I am reestablishing it under these circumstances. But your address is the only one I still have. All of Lisa's old contacts just bounce. And I'm not sure who else I could send this to. I know you'll get it to the appropriate people. I moved to Stonehill, Montana after I left Angwin and took your advice. I got a job with the Historical Society and settled into a new life. For the most part, things have been quiet despite the size of the town. Then back in April, a kid died in a car accident. Two days ago, his girlfriend disappeared, and so did the reverend. Yesterday, it was the sheriff. This town isn't where this happened, Sylvia. If people disappear, it's because they went too close to the old mines, or because they ignored trail markers in the woods. I am including a link to the Sentinel's article about the disappearances. It doesn't really say much. It certainly doesn't mention the huge paw prints burned into the stones and rocks around the crime scenes. That is one of the things Lisa always told me to watch out for. One of the things she said to always report. Thanks, Sylvia. I'll get in touch with you once this trouble is over. Please let whoever whoever you forward this to know that I am happy to help your envoys whatever way I can. Best, Aileen. According to the save file, uh, paw prints burned into the stone are caused by one specific type of creature, yellhounds. Where yellhounds are found, one can also find the huntsman. The Huntsman is a unique, powerful creature of the unknown, driven by vengeance and a twisted form of justice. Wherever he is found, lives are destroyed and people die. Available archives are unclear as to how or if this creature can be destroyed, but research is still ongoing. Travel to Stone Hill and find a way to disable or banish the Huntsman as soon as possible. Discern everything possible about his motivations. While he clearly chooses his victims, we have not been able to discern a pattern to his choices. And any of the town's residents may be intended, maybe in an intended 
target. Begin with Aileen. Travel, travel, lodging, and equipment will be swiftly arranged as soon as the Envoy team is finalized. Please forward all your reports to save and mark them urgent. Good luck, Sylvia Franz. Save Milwaukee. So, uh, you all received that. Um, according to the Garrett system that defines all, all creatures of the unknown, um, the Huntsman, which is categorized as a unique being, um, it is a very powerful creature. On the status, it would be ranked as, according to Dr. Garrett, she would have ranked it as legendary, which is one of the most, uh, one of the highest ranks a creature could receive. Um, so your director, um, as you're leaving, encourages you to have strong caution um, and be safe. Um, but you are currently driving to Stonehill, and I said 5,000 miles earlier. It's not 5,000. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but... Um, no, please, correct me. If I say something crazy like that, it's definitely because I'm getting things jumbled. It is 80 miles. Okay. okay that a, <laughs> a little more weird. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 80 miles north. I think that's altitude. Maybe that's what it was. I just... Yeah. I just, I've read so yeah, many that's things. Altitude. That's altitude. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, 80 miles north of Kalispell. Kalispell. That's how I'm going to say it. Okay. So if you're from Kalispell, leave a, leave, leave a review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're from Kalispell, type an F in the chat. There you go. <laughs> um. Anyway, so you're driving, it's about, it's a few hour drive to get to Stonehill. And as you pass um, on the long winding road, it kind of follows the forest and it, it opens up to a lake that is on your left. It's this beautiful uh, grand lake. It's a deep lake. It's carved from the mountain. It looks like it was carved from the mountains by long retreating glaciers. Um, it is called Stone Lake. Uh, and there's thick virgin forests that bounds the lake on both sides that you see. Um, and as you're passing through that, you eventually make it to Stonehill. Um, it nestles in, in, a, in a valley on the western slope of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, it, it, the town sign as you pass, it says, it, it says like 4,800 people. Like it's not a very large ta uh, town. Uh, you get a very hometown vibe, like small town that you get when you walk, when you drive through it. Um, when you pull up, you go to where you are currently going to be staying. It is at a local Holiday Inn. Um, you are each given you two rooms to split. Um, and uh, you park and you take your bags up and your phone rings, Roland. Oh. And it it's a number you don't recognize. Um, so. Yeah. Answer the phone. When you answer it, um, it is, you hear a, hello? Is uh, this Roland? Yes, yes, this is. Oh, this is Eileen. I, uh, her, I was hoping you'd arrive here soon. Um, I would like to speak with you uh, when you guys get done 
unpacking um, there because it's the time it is right now it's about like 5 p.m. 6 p.m. Okay. Um, it's July 30th so it's a few days after that email um, she kind of sighs there there's there's been a murder a murder um, and I'd, I'd like to talk to you first to kind of answer any questions because the police aren't going to think it's anything of the unknown. Sure, yeah. Where where would you like to meet up at? Uh, she gives you the address of the historical society that she works at. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says she'll be here all night. Okay. Yeah, just let us unpack and uh, we'll be on our way over. Yeah. Uh, so... When you guys, when you guys pull up, Jules the first one out. She's carrying almost everyone's luggage, and she is sprinting into the room. Um, and before you guys even make it up there, she has like not unpacked everything, but kind of just like thrown everything like, on the like, on the bed. And she's she just is like, gotta gotta go, gotta go, because once she heard, she's kind of listening to you. Mm-hmm. She heard murder. She is fucking amped to the bamped to get going. <laughs> um, She's all hopped up on that pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> she is... There's only a few times where you have not seen her just as lit as she could be. Yeah. <laughs> just full throttle. She is very passionate. Um, she's also very compassionate to people. Um, but she is very gung-ho, headstrong. Um, she... Definitely has become kind of the the heart of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Both of her parents are cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she she admit she readily admits that she's she goes. I probably shouldn't talk to them. I'm not the best with people, but I'll be there looking for for any clues, and I'll be there to to wrestle anything we need to. Wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you guys like load back up into the car after you uh, get a, get some coffee. Um, it's gonna be a long night apparently, uh, and you drive to the historical society. And as you drive through Stonehill, it kind of looks like Stonehill kind of looks like it's Halloween always. Like it's very the architecture is very dark. Like um, a Scooby Doo kind of town. Yes. Like Stranger Things almost. Yeah, it's all of those things. Mm-hmm. Everything, uh, the thing you're picturing it. in your mind is the thing it is. Because yeah. um, this is Perfect. very much so a, a spooky looking town. The people don't look scary. They look very friendly as they're walking around. I mean, some of them just look scared because people are disappearing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're driving through, you pass a like a general store. It's like Clint's general store. And of course, you, I don't, you would pass just like a local gas station. Um, there looks to be an all-night diner that is also there. Um, and you're driving on Main Street, and you take a right, and you see a grand building that looks like it was designed 100-plus years ago. It's beautiful architecture. It has um, perfectly leveled stairs, and there's like plaques out front that depict who founded it and the local family donors. Um and it looks like it is like a museum that kind of showcases uh, what the town is, what it has to offer, local legends, maybe. Um, so you, you uh, four are currently standing in front of this building. 
and it is July, so it's it's a dry heat. So you're just in some shorts if you need be, uh, but you can wear whatever. I am not your mommy. I am in a suit that has a skirt. A skirt suit, nice. Skirt suit. Do you do you wear your police uniform around normally? No, no. I think I'll just have maybe have my badge with me. Okay, of that course. Way, I like, imagine wearing like a, like a women's white polo and like khaki shorts. But the, <laughs> the, 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 her shirts tucked, like tucked in. in, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's Montana, so I'm pretty sure they have con- they don't have to conceal their carry there. I don't think. Um, but you're a police officer, so I think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. No, having a badge. Yeah. yeah. Roland is just typical rancher dude. So got my boots on, my my. Blue jeans, yeah. nice uh, button-up shirt. Well, not real nice. I mean, I mean it's it, worked in it. It's so. worked it's in it. Dad, yeah. It's dad nice. It's well yeah, used. it's dad nice. There you go. Yeah. Well used. My big old buckle on my belt, too, because, you know, my cowboy yeah. hat. I can take the heat. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, do live for that heat. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. As you guys walk up, the door kind of chimes when you walk in, um, and at the front desk there is a very elderly woman, and she is kind of just, uh, she has her thick rim glasses, and she is like shakily, just like, looks like she's like trying to fill out some paperwork, but, and then she doesn't even look up as you guys walk up. <laughs> what do you uh, do? Do you know where I can find Eileen what? DeVoe? I Eileen DeVoe? Oh, you want Eileen? Yeah, okay. Um, and then she turns around. I, Eileen. And you, uh, you hear like someone drop something, <laughs> and then uh, some ruffling of papers, and then uh, a middle-aged woman comes out of uh, the back room. She has like dark rings under her eyes, and you know that she. Uh, four or five years back, she lost her wife, Lisa. Um, She was an envoy for the Buffalo HQ, and she was murdered on... She was murdered. She was um, killed in action during one of the cases where she was fighting uh, some monsters. Yeah, and she kind of uh, walks up to you and uh, shakes all your hands and introduces herself. She asks if you have any questions for her about what happened. Like, she's kind of... Letting you ask the questions so she can answer them. It said in our email that we have no, uh, there's no connections between the victims, as you know it. Uh, she, as you guys are talking, she's kind of leading you to like a, a table in the back room where you guys can sit down. Um, um, I'm not sure about, like if there's any... Like connections per se, like I mean, do we have a okay. list of like all the victims or all the missing people? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. I want. Does anyone have any things in interview? Um. I don't have any specializations. No. That's weird. She's <coughs> twenty-three. Yeah. Mine's awesome. She has interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> Which. <laughs> You, yeah, um, you have it's fine. I'm just curious, yeah. just for the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'm surprised she doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like she doesn't have interview or really research. 
Well, research well, is if she's only, a beat cop. She's what? only 36, so she... I just think that's weird. Um, that, that, that's fine. I'm, I was just curious about all your characters. Okay, so she kind of like places her hands on the table and she looks up to all of you and she says, the, the girl who disappeared, her name was Ellie Bergman. Um, she recently lost her boyfriend, Sean Noon, uh, in a car accident about a month or so back. Uh, apparently, according to local rumors, that he was driving drunk and his his car left the road and, and got mangled on a tree. Um, Do you know any information on whether or not he had actual alcohol in his blood when he was autopsied? Um, you'd to get more of that information, I haven't spoke with Ellie personally. You'd have to speak with her mother, uh, Sandra Bergman. Uh, she should be at her home, and she kind of gives you the address of Ellie of Sandra because they're in a book club together. Right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I'm sorry. Also, the email mentioned something about the mine. Can you tell me more about the old mines? Yeah, there. about 70 years ago, there was an old mine in the town that kind of helped the economic uh, situation of the town, helped it did some fossil fuels or some, some rare gems, nothing crazy, but there was a huge collapse and the mine was shut down around, I mean, what was it, 70 years ago? So a long time ago. And we've... In the past few, always in the past few years, there's always someone who thinks they're going to go spelunking in the old mines, and they end up getting trapped. And we have lost, probably over the past hundred years, probably about ten people to the mine that we couldn't find, or they got they were hurt really bad, badly enough to pass away. So um, I mentioned that only because that's only only really big issue in the town, um, and they're trying to cl like completely seal it off, but. There's the old um, leaders of the town don't want to because it's like a historical monument. Um, but So this was only 70 years ago. We would still have people in this town alive whose relatives were trapped. Whose fathers, and uh, well, mostly fathers, fathers, brothers, sure. um, uncles have died in that mine. Well, of course the workers, but if you're talking about the people who were exploring, um, you'd have to... To find those, you'd have to maybe go to the library and search through that, the records there. Um, but I am thoroughly convinced that there was yellhounds on the scene. So I, I'm not sure if the old mines is entirely in play. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely good to keep that in mind. I, I've heard, only passingly heard stories about encounters with the huntsmen. But... Um, the uh, the girl Ellie she disappeared the the same day she came back from Portland her mother sent her there uh, she was spent there to recover from Sean she was extremely shaking up shaken up from it uh, so there's a rumor has it that that uh, Ellie blamed the mechanic named Jacob Dreger uh, for for his for her boyfriend's death. Uh, Jacob Dreger and Sean Noon always have had a history of bad blood the past few years, uh, dating back to Dreger's service with 
Thomas Noon, uh, Sean's uh, father. Uh, and I mean, there's also a rumor, I mean, that I, I guess it's just a rumor that I know, but I feel that Reverend Bergamoth, he can do some stuff with the art. My Lisa could do some stuff. And every time I talk to him, I, I feel, I feel good. I feel like a presence coming off. I don't know what that, I'm, I'm gossiping. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the, um, sheriff only disappeared a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Do you know the details of that at all? Um, yeah, she disappeared, um, a, like a day after, um, a day or two after Ellie disappeared. Um, I know right now, Deputy, let's see, what's his name? Deputy Avi Mendel is currently acting as stand-in sheriff until we find her. He would have a lot of more, a lot more information on Sheriff Rutherford than I would. Um, but no, I'm not sure on the details of all of that, but he would know and he will gladly help you. So until today, you mentioned only disappearances, one car accident on the phone. I overheard something about a murder. Yeah. Um, well, Deputy Abby's not really good at keeping, uh, things on lockdown. So it kind of spread really quickly. Um, Freddie Mills was murdered in his office. He is the local coroner. He, uh, I don't know the details of it, but I just know that he, he was murdered in the past few hours. So, um, again, Deputy Avi would have a lot more on that. I'm sure you could convince him to <clears throat> check out the scene too, if you wished. And I'm, I mean, I'm, with dealing with the Hutzman, um, I am the best suited to help you answer any questions. Uh, he is a great local legend here in the town. Um, but this is the first appear if this is him, it's the first appearance in over 150 years. So we all presumed that it was just fairy tales. Do you but guys then, have any questions? So you know, okay, so what about the Huntsman do you know then? Like, what kind of info you can give us on him? She kind of takes you to um, this, like, section of the historical museum that's dedicated to legends mm -hmm. and uh, kind of shows you the display of everything that has information. I'm going to need one of you to roll me a research skill. Okay. Or base yeah, research. Yeah. Okay. So that's a high success, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's yep. really good. Amazing. Um she kind of points out some key details of it, and then she kind of fills in the blanks of things. Uh, it is said that the Huntsman only kills those who have escaped punishment for their crimes. And, and crimes and sins. Certain rites and rituals can ward against or appease the Huntsman, such as offering bread or salt to show respect. Um, but it has a gruesome, a gruesome magic that it uses to change people into monsters called uh, yellhounds um, using uh, a discipline that Lisa talk, told me about called flesh crawl. Um, these creatures are basically servants or minions of 
the Huntsmen, and they are human. So if you were to kill one of the Yellhounds, they would revert back to a dead human. But they will viciously attack you. Um, so there's that. Do the Yellhounds go back to normal after the Huntsman is dead? Um, there is no reports of that, but I would imagine once the Huntsman is dealt with or banished or mm-hmm. removed from the picture, the Yellhounds would revert back to people. I hope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, there is, and she kind of points to, it's just like, the Huntsman and culture. And it kind of has a few little lines. And it says, the, this entity... It appears in many different cultures, as many different names. Uh, Lucifer, uh, Gerald, uh, Axeman, like all of these different names, but they all kind of lead back to one singular creature that punishes people for doing... Punishes people that haven't been punished. Um, and it's, it's considered like a spirit of vengeance, almost. Uh, a dispenser of justice. But it's bound by certain rules, such as hospitality. Like I said off said earlier with the bread or salt, if you offer that in respect, it cannot hurt you. It is bound by its internal code that it cannot hurt you. That's what I've read. Okay. Whether you try that in practice. Do you know if the Yellhounds would still apply to that as well? Most likely. Okay. Let's just assume yes. Okay. <laughs> but people keep saying that people are disappearing at random. But like you said earlier, like, is there a connection? I don't know the connection, but it it looks like it's connected, but I don't know how or why. So, because I know from my readings and my studies of this creature that he does it does not strike at random. And it strikes according to a plan. It has a plan and set that it's going to follow through with. And then when it's done with that plan, it goes away. Um, it's it's usually determined by a specific person or a, a specific uh, idea. So, so if imagine if you change the Yellhound's back somehow or kind of move it off its path, it would immediately switch its plan on the fly to either continue that same goal or most likely in my opinion it would change to the nearest person's goal if that makes any sense so if someone believes that the government is reading our minds it would somehow use that but the person would have to have great sorrow great vengeance in their heart Any um, questions I can offer you? It, I know that's that's all kind of fairy tales, but I think we can work with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so I, I don't have anything else to ask you at this point. You guys got anything? No, I'm good. Yeah? We'll keep in contact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, she kind of. Uh, Gives you the address to the sheriff's office. Um, and then she gives you the address to the church that the reverend worked at. Um, but yeah. 
Alright, what time is it now? It's like 6. 6. 6.30. Let's go see Deputy Mandel. Uh, we can ask him questions about all of this. Uh, Freddie Mills' death was very recent. We can start with that. Mm-hmm. And then move on to what he knows about Sean and Ellie. Very well. Um, the The town is only a couple miles wide, so it's not a uh, long distance in between anything. Uh, like It's not a long drive to get to anything. So about maybe five, ten minutes, you get to the police, the police office, the police station. Um, there is, there isn't any squad cars parked out front. Um, there is um, like a basic sedan parked out front. Um, and as you guys kind of enter the building, um, there's no one at the front desk. Is there a little bell to ring? No. no. Hello, anybody back there? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. And. This, like, kind of chunky, uh, short-haired woman kind of, like, comes out from a door. She says, like, Deputy Abby's not here. How can I be of assistance? And she kind of plops down on her office chair. Uh, you can assist us by telling us where he is. I mean, uh, who, who are you? And who are any of you? We're working um, on the cases about the disappearances recently in this town. What What are you with? The, the, the fucking FBI or something? If that's what you want to believe. If that's what I want to believe, Missy. Is that how you're going to talk to me now? That's exactly how I'm going to talk to she you. She kind of crosses her <laughs> arm. <laughs> if you want any more out of her, you're going to have to roll. Yeah. <laughs> Some talky talk. All right, that's a love success. Okay. Um, Deputy is at the coroner's office. He's expecting the scene of the crime. So, if you're going to want to talk to him, you're going to have to find him there. Thank you. And I walk out. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. And she, like, she smiles at you. (laughs) (laughs) Awkwardly smile back oh and just kind of go to the door, shaking my head. I honestly no, have no, no idea no. why I got so aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing Tessie, man. That's. Did you feel that? That's what it's like to succumb to a character, right there. <laughs> you feel that little high you got? That high, that like endorphin rush. I just went. Shush! That. That's what it feels like to get into it. Be that bitch, Where'd you man. Get that character based off. That one. <laughs> I don't know. I just picked a. It reminded me of like you didn't file your paperwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just kind of tried that's to pick. That's why I was so angry. Yeah. I tried to pick an awful voice that would be yeah, not fun. Like to talk Ghostbusters, to. The, like secretary, she's like super sassy and just like <laughs> has that like New Yorker accent. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask okay. me why a person in Montana has that, but she does. Yeah, I feel like all secretaries do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you go. Uh, if you're a secretary, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> As you're walking to your car, a squad car does pull up. Um, and and uh, a skinny uh, Hispanic man steps out of a car and he kind of places his sheriff as not it's not a sheriff his his uh, cop hat on his head, and it uh it kind of looks similar to a sheriff hat except it's a it's a deputy 
uh, hat, you'd know that. Right. Um, especially in Montana, they dig, um, looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking... some hats. hope they dude. like my hat. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why she liked me so much. The, hat. the state flower? It's a fucking hat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has, like, some cowboy boots on. Um, his shirt is tightly buttoned. He looks very neat and prim. But as you kind of lock eyes with him, he has the most heaviest set, like, eyes. Like, he looks so tired. And he, like, gets out and dabs his forehead with, like, a handkerchief. Um, and, uh, kind of greets you all and goes, Hello, how may I help you? And, uh, steps forwards to you. My name is Avi Mendel. Uh, I've not seen you three around here before. And he kind of smiles, but it's like a, it's a weary smile. It's like, um, it means well, but he looks that he is the, so over his head and what he's doing. Just really stressed out. <laughs> well, howdy there. We're, uh, we're here investigating the, uh, disappearances and uh, of all the people that have, that are around town here. And actually want to actually, uh, ask you about, uh. The recent murder that happened. When um, you said you're here to help with the disappearances, the like most excitement like just <laughs> floods to his face, and uh, and you finish your say, and he goes, "Are are you guys cops or FBI or something?" Or I just ordered my badge. Like, yeah, they're with me. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, there. I mean, I don't know how you got wind of that. Uh, God, I need to get better. I'm, I'm the deputy. You see, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, we're kind Sheriff, of aware of the situation that's Sheriff going on. Rathford does all this. She's the head honcho. When when I work with her, I just listen to what she says. Uh, she's very smart. It's not like her to disappear like this. Uh, she loves this town. Um, yeah, there was a murder. Freddie Mills. At the our coroner, um, I don't. I mean, I can. T- we can go there and you can look. Um, I have my forensics team kind of trying to figure out what went down. Um, but uh, if you need, do you have any questions about the disappearances? I could help you with that, maybe. Well, how about we uh, drive over there and uh, we'll have. Uh, Tessie, ride with you in the squad car, and maybe she can ask you, or you can fill her in on what's going on, and we'll follow behind you. Perfect. Um, yeah, so you guys get in the car and begin drive. What are you asking him specifically, Tessie? Okay, so since the huntsman um, is punishes people who have been punished for their crimes, yes, I'm going to ask about the... Like small, like uh, domestic disputes, maybe between Sean Noon. Uh, ask about the relationship between Sean, Ellie, and Jacob. Um, you say dismissed, but dis- domestic disputes between these three, and he goes, <laughs> I mean, if you'd call it small, um, Sean and Jacob, they've hated each other for years. Uh, Jacob, Jacob served in Afghanistan, you see, with Thomas. And he kind of, like, does the Catholic, like, rest in peace thing. Mm -hmm. He does the Hail Mary, right? That's what that's called? 
I, I'm not a Catholic daddy. Um, and uh, I, he blamed him for a lot of things. I don't know the exact details. I don't. I try to keep out with the local gossip because I don't. I have a tendency to. Uh, I don't know when to shut up. If I may put it politely, um, it was I. I mean, I don't know much about the domestic disputes. Um, I'm sure Jacob will gladly talk to you about it. Um, but sheriff was investigating a few things with him that he accused Sean of vandalizing some of his property, but uh, whenever was enough evidence to put him, you know, arrest him for those deeds. Um, like when the, the, the day the sheriff disappeared, she was getting reports of wild dog sightings, you see. Um, she, it, it was around, it's around one of the more secluded areas of town. It's nestled in this, uh, uh, kind of foresty area where the dogs can kind of roam free and not worry about, um, getting lost because there's some nice fences around. And she was investigating that when she disappeared. And it was kind of late at night. She told me to go home. I said I'd go with her. But she refused. Said I need to get some of my beauty sleep. So I, I left. Um, but I, mean, I don't know much about the domestic disputes. God, Sheriff would know all this stuff. And he kind of just squeezes the wheel and you hear like the... The like vinyl kind of like you know when you kind of like put, when you have your gloved hands kind of mm -hmm. squeeze it and you hear like the mm -hmm. yeah not cracking but like yeah. the like leather piece. rubbing yeah. on leather yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah all right and do you know anything about the um the reverend at all like where he happened to be when he disappeared or no he was just at his place he was just reporting missing the next day. Everyone loves that man. I don't know who would harm him. He's the goodest man I've ever met. And do you believe any of these things people are saying about the huntsman? <laughs> you mean that fairy tale? No, honey, I don't believe in fairy tales. <laughs> you don't think that there's a, any reason these people maybe should have been punished like the legend said? Um, can you roll, like, roll me another communication roll, just to see how much, how nice you're kind of doing to this man. Alright, that is a low success. And what was that for, what's your target number? Uh, 80. And you got a 49? 49. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know anything about that, ma'am. I Honestly, uh, I mean, I can tell you more about Rutherford. I mean, that's more, that's kind of what I've been focusing on, trying to find her. Um, but I, I'm, a, I'm telling you, I'm way over my head. I, I do not know what is going on, and I'm trying to not drown. Well, any little piece of information helps. So, any information you have on Rutherford? Um, he kind of like, like, closes his eyes and goes, and then opens them can't believe I forgot. And he goes, 
Rathaford believed that Drago was responsible for the death of Sean Noon. She was convinced of it. She had no proof, but Jacob had a restraining order on him, and she kept... He would always call in things that he was doing something to him, that he was breaking into his home, or whatever. Um, but we couldn't find any evidence on the car that there was anything, anything involving... Uh, foul play. Uh, we, the car is still at the scene of the crime. We have not moved it. We are still invested. This is an open investigation for everything. Um, uh, there were no, reports... Not the car. <laughs> the car is at the impound lot, if you'd like to look at it. We kept it on file, um, just in case something happened. Um, but the scene of the crime where he crashed... Um, you could still see the markings from the crash. I don't know if that would show you anything there. Uh, but it kind of tells you where that's at. And what were you going to ask? Uh, the report of the DUI driving drunk. What was his blood alcohol level in his blood? It was well over the legal limit. I mean, that boy was mighty drunk when he crashed. But, I mean, he's never had a DUI before, so... You know, it's only takes one time. Only takes one time. You have to get lucky every time. The world only has to get lucky once. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> He's very dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> he kind of drives you to um, the corner and gets out, and there's uh, another squad car there. Uh, there's another group of priests, please, priests, group of priest officers. That's a gloop. Of, uh... <laughs> how, how many is in a gloop? <laughs> oh my god. I'm doing it now. A uh, collection of save invoices called a gloop. It's happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like crows, it's like a murder of crows, right. a gaggle of geese. That's a fucking gloop of save envoys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we went to this party last night. There was a ton of fucking. There's a big there. old gloop there, dude. <laughs> you can't see that gloop over there. There's big gloops, small gloops. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, there's a scene of the crime, and uh, they kind of let you in. He explains to the people uh, that you are. He gives you all gloves so you don't don't mess anything up, and uh, he kind of lets you get free reign. I mean, okay. what do you what are you looking for? Right. What's your investigation? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just write down specifics. Oh, my investigation? Yeah. Yeah, it's 35. Okay. But I've, yeah, you're the one that, like... Well, yeah, actually, you have the better... <laughs> yeah, I have crime scene, like, investigation. Okay, this is a crime scene, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Right. Alright, so... And you're gonna get, um, a plus... Fifth, a plus, excuse me, a plus 20 to your base roll because, um, you specialized in crime scene murder like murder crime scenes okay uh so back in when you were on the force okay all right so i'm gonna <laughs> look around i'm looking so good oh boy i guess 74 oh but you said i get 50 more no like 20. it's it'd be with oh, 85 oh okay then yeah we're good <laughs> oh low, okay. low success <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i mean you know what that happens sometimes you don't get yeah. something See, where is I it? Uh, there is um, another, uh, there is the crime scene investigator. He is kind of shadowing you. 
kind of tell, asking, answering any questions you have. Um, and he basically starts with saying, um, uh, Mills is the corner of the town for the, this, for the town of, but he's only been in the position a few months. He's, see, he's kind of new. Uh, his report on Sean Noon was rushed. I, I, I questioned him on it, but he kind of pushed me aside. Um, Mills' body uh, was found sitting in that chair over there. Um, his throat, it was torn out, lifted by a large animal. Um, and he kind of like leads you over and he's kind of showing. They still have the body, he kind of pulls the, the tarp off him. So you can kind of get a better look at the wounds. Um, my best guess is it's a dog. Uh, these are canine bites, but they're larger than normal. Um, it looks like any kind of uh, gestures to his left arm. Uh, he also was bitten there. Uh, and uh, that's kind of all we've I've kind of got time to look at for now. Um, he has had a spread of things on his desks, and you kind of look down and uh, you kind of pick up one of the reports that's on it. Uh, it's a copy of Sean Noon's autopsy. Uh, there's like a bloody handprint. Like it looks like his hand was resting on the top of it, like on the front. And you kind of like turn the, the paper around just to see what it looked like on the back. And on the back, it is written, it says, in blood, in his blood, it is written, I was wrong. And as you point that out, um, the officers, he looks very embarrassed. Um, what you would know, and it's not that these officers are inept or they're mm -hmm. dumb. Uh, they, they just never they, had yeah. murder scenes right. to deal yeah. with. It's the first time. Because um, you know from dealing with serial killers and stuff that they kind of always leave like a call card. Right. Um, because part of the game is to get caught. Like, to not get caught. But it's like the cat and mouse game. They love mm -hmm. that. Um, you kind of think of this like, oh, maybe this, you're kind of thinking this is a serial killer, even though you know it's an unknown. Right. It's obviously an intelligent creature. Um, it's written, I was wrong, and then you flip it back over, and you kind of look at where the handprints were, like, hovering over, and it is talking about, uh, the blood alcohol level. Mm -hmm. It says that, it says that was apparently from what you can guess from your role. That that's what he was trying to highlight like before he bled out. Like kind of in that general direction or what? Like it was like on top of it. Oh, okay. And then like there's blood on the tips of his fingers. It looks like he bit the tips of his fingers. Mm -hmm. Even though there was pins on his desk. He bit the tips of his fingers to write on the back of it. Gotcha. Um, and you find a little bit more. Uh, you kind of read through the note, the report more to like, uh, it's not a very complex report. It's like two pages. Like normally these things are way longer, but it looks like he was being lazy. Mm -hmm. uh, just assume probably. Yeah. It official. Yeah. It officially notes Sean's high postmortem blood alcohol content and an estimated post and paramodum BAC. Uh, the report fails, which you notice it fails to consider uh, micro microbial processes post-mortem that would make his BAC appear higher. Because what I assume, I don't know exactly what that means, but from what I assume just from crime shows and stuff, like when you die, um, so like ferments and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
if you adjust for that, which he's supposed to do, didn't yeah. Um, Sean was well under the legal limit when he crashed. Uh, his and then you look around and his office looks fucking trashed. Like it looks like someone just like it was like a China, yeah. China in a bowl and a what's a China bowl a China in a bowl shot. <laughs> Blood everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, it looks like um he he there's a struggle. Like he was trying to escape, um, but he was pushed or herded back to this, his seat. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it looks like there's like some scraping marks, uh, there's blood drippings all over the room. Um, but yeah. Uh, does, was there any hair or anything like that? There was not. From the... No, ma'am. What about like where they entered at? Like, do the we door? know? Like... Uh, no, there's only one way into the, into the office mm-hmm. um and it looks like the door was just opened it doesn't look like it was broken into or anything like no footprints mm-hmm. anything you didn't notice any footprints inside the building like at all Mm-mm. besides like if maybe there's like hidden a blood for him or something but yeah. no yeah okay. but no yeah so i was wrong this was written on there and it appears that, um, as you look at his face, that he was crying before he passed. Right. Like, sobbing. So, you're kind of there, and some of the people, most of the pe- other people besides you three, are having a hard time just kind of, like, being in this room. Right. Oh, me too. You two? Mm-hmm. What about you two? I'm, like, uncomfortable with the amount of blood. And- yeah, you probably wouldn't even went in. To be honest. Yeah, I would probably just so, in the car. As you're uh you kinda step outside to get some fresh air, uh, and you're you kinda like looking on the sidewalk, just kinda kicking your feet around. Um So on the sidewalk leading up to the entrance, you notice um a couple paw prints that have been bolt burned into the concrete. Okay. Yeah, there's a. Uh, there's a couple, like various ones, but there's three distinct different kinds. Okay. So it looks like a big dog's, dog's footprint with like a huge like um, pad. Pad, but yeah, you don't you don't really know what it is. You just kind of you notice like that's not what a dog foot normally looks like. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's all you can glean from the scene. Uh, that it looks like he was murdered by an animal. So, are they, like, walking off a certain direction? Toward, into the, like, toward the door. Towards the door. There's none going out? No? Excuse me. And there's only one entrance into the building? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's, like, a, a back security exit, of course, okay. but this is, like, the main entrance. Okay. Because he was in his office, and there's only one way in there. And I can mm-hmm. see where they came from? It looks like they were just walking up to the door. But, like, how far? Uh, ten feet. Feet. It's they on just, the sidewalk. They just appear and then they mm-hmm. disappear. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, these those two walk out, uh, you kind of show Miranda. That's your character's name, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. You show Miranda uh, the paw print, and she recognizes it as a human fingerprint, wow. but it is way too large. So it has like the swirls and stuff mm-hmm. on it. 
Interesting. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Let's see if we can get that print lifted off then. And yeah, then... That's a good idea. Sure. Um, yeah, you call one of the guys out there, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of like dusts it and pulls a print off and says that he will... Uh, Deputy will contact you when he, the results come in. So it takes a little bit. But. Okay. What time is it now? Um, I guess it'd be like 7, 7.15. It's getting dark. Yeah. Did you want to go check? I don't know that? what Montana's like in the summer, so I'm gonna say it's it. The, the sun is not setting, but it's getting it's getting dusky. It's getting very dusky out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can go check out the crash area. I was gonna say yeah. Uh, the... Or should we go talk to Ellie or Sandra, Ellie's mom? Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking before it gets too late and too dark. Let's go check out the. We do that. We'll do that tomorrow. The scene. Yeah. yeah. I didn't put the tokens out. Oh, goodness. Can't forget about them. That's not very good. Anyway, yeah. yeah, you can do whichever one you want. Just decide what you're doing and let me know. What do you guys want to do? Oh, yeah, I'd rather go check out the crime scene while the we have that. Yeah, while we have light. We can get more prints. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Compare them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'd rather do that and maybe check the car before it gets too dark because we can always go talk to people in the house right. when it's dark I mean, or later. Okay. Of course. <clears throat> yeah, you make your way to... So you're going to check out the scene first? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you park your car on the side of the road about 20 feet from where he went off, and you all all four get out and kind of make your way towards it. Um, from the report you read from Deputy uh, uh, Avi, um, uh, it indicated that this is where he went off on the road. Um, I would like, uh, one of you to give me, if I want all of you give me investigation rolls. Um. This would be a crime scene, right? Yeah, it's a crime scene, so just of your basic roll. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, 63. So I got a little success. I got a colossal success. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's super good. You got a five. Is it? Oh. Well, no, I was thinking 50. My bad. Oh, oh! Shit, so five. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> oh, never Misread. mind. Never mind. Not so okay. distracted. I get distracted and then, and then, yeah, and then, and then laser like focused. Like, <laughs> focused. Yeah. So with your group effort, kind of like you guys are, you guys are flow together. Good. This is your twentieth case together. Like you, you got this down. You barely even need to communicate with what you're doing. Um, you all notice. Uh, well, first off, let's turn that little baby white. Oh, for my colossal. Yes. Yeah, Wait, oh. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. For colossal, and then with botches, they turn black. I did not know that. Yeah. Is that like? Did we just start doing that because we remembered? Or? Nope. That's oh. one of the first rules of them. Yeah. I did not remember that. Uh, oh. People just do it kind of like subtly. Like Derek flips them, but then he doesn't tell anybody. He's like, "Oh, I rolled a colossal, or like someone oh, rolled a colossal okay, success." Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Okay. That sounds not accurate. <laughs> he just knows he knows the rules so well he forgets that everyone else is like yeah. not as expert as he is. Mm-hmm. Um so you realize that this is where Sean's car went off uh off the road on a and it was a, according to the records it was a clear night with no adverse driving conditions. It was a night kinda like tonight. Um the uh it was written down that the brakes failed and the airbags did not deploy due to a mechanical failure. 
like the autopsy, autopsy says that the blood alcohol was off the charts, which you know for this point was not true. Mm-hmm. And then there uh, is a report that just says that Ellie testimony swears that she, she he only had like a drink or two, and he he never she never let him drive drove drunk. So it just confirms that point. You are uh, are kind of like looking off. You're following the tracks and looking off to the tree, and the tree's mangled still. Um, and you notice kind of like this darkness, and it it shifts, um, and you see this like silver blade, like a silver like shine. Okay. And then it it is gone. Okay. And you, as you looked up from the silver shine, you saw like these deep, these two like eyes like bright red eyes that kind of locked eyes with you and then went black and then it was all gone. Okay. So, uh, the silver shine is gone. Like there's it's nothing all there. Gone. It's, it's all it's gone. It's actually not even dark where it was. There was like a light that was there. Okay. And, um, you guys, don't necessarily find anything else at the scene. Um, uh, you all you all get the, um, in the road. Mm-hmm. Is there any uh, paw prints? There is not or anything. No, nothing. Nope. We found everything that we could find there. Mm. Oh yeah. I thought they said there were prints at the like dog prints or whatever. Not at not at Sean's. Oh okay. okay. Sean was like a month before this stuff started happening. Gotcha. Okay, I thought there was something. Yeah. Sean was just the catalyst for, for Ellie going to Portland and then coming back and disappearing. So that's his connect. Well, his connection to it is just that. Mm-hmm. This case is revolving around trying to find Ellie. Was first trying to find Ellie, and then the then the Reverend, and then the Sheriff. And now there's a murder. So right. there's a lot of uh, kind of things thrown at the board here. No one really knows where to go. Um, as you are kind of piling, do you do anything about what you saw? Do you say anything, or you don't have to? I'm just I don't want to gloss over. Anything. Um, Anna. Okay. okay. Um, you were specifically, you were looking for like pieces of a car that was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find some like shrapnel just from like some just glass. Yeah. Yeah, you don't necessarily find anything uh, that pops out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tree does not look like it's going to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's about to, like... It yeah. looks like it's dying. I don't know if you've ever seen a tree that has severe bark damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you kind of just, like... Oh, you and Roland kind of pour over the documents. As she's been staring at the woods for a while, and you kind of... When she does that, you just kind of let her do it. Okay. She's about... Looks, it seems like she's about to come to she's something. Like in thought, yeah. Yeah, so you guys kind of, like, go over the paperwork again, and uh, Roland points out... Uh, the part that's talking about uh, the airbag and brakes and stuff, mm-hmm. because uh, that there was the notes that there's potential tool marks on the airbag and brake systems, um, but it was ultimately dismissed as normal wear and tear or damage caused by the massive crash uh, he had, because it scraped. There's like a bank, because like the road's kind of higher than in the, because it looks like it's a curve. Mm-hmm. So it's like old school, like it's kind of the one that's outside of town here. Yeah, it's it's higher. So like when he went down, it's dragged. Gotcha. On because there's like a looks like a meteor kind of almost hit. Uh-huh. He was fucking going. He was going too fast. Flying, yeah. To begin with, 
but he shouldn't have went off the road because the brake should have kicked in. Yeah, so there are no brake marks or skid marks. Or no, um, but uh, yeah, there's no brake. There's no brake marks at all. Okay. Definitely want to go see the car. Yeah, we'll have to do that next or if it's. I guess it would be kind of late at the impound. So you guys can do anything you want, try anything you want. Just mm-hmm. let me know what you're thinking. Whatever you think is the most logical step, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Did you find something that you were looking for? I don't want to. I don't want to do it yet. Okay. Okie dokie, Ari Choki. Know what my art was. She uh, kind of breaks her thought and walks up to you guys, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like seven forty-five now. Hmm. Okay. I think we should go. Yeah, we check. should go check out the car. Yeah. At the impound. Okay. Most definitely. That. Um. You guys arrive at the impound lot. It's a small one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple cars sitting in there. Then there's a Sean's, which is just mangled. It looks like it. It's like almost a U. Um, but it's like wrapped around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you look at it, and what are you? They let you in, of course. They know they. Mm-hmm. It takes a second from the verify, and they let you in. Yeah. Um, they say you got. They're like you got 15 minutes because they're they're trying About to go to home. Close, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. We know what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I borrow can... a flashlight from them. For, of course, yeah. You, know. you just have a flashlight, bro. Oh, yeah, you're a so rancher totally boy. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. prepared for everything. Yeah, I'm a cop, so so. Always got me trusty flashlight. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Uh, pull out your flashlight. Hey, you, I want to inspect the, yeah. the inside of it, like not necessarily where the the airbag or the brakes mm-hmm. are at just yet. Yeah, I want to look in the inside, like where the front seats and sure and that oh. are. So, um, Roland, does he suspect any, does he suspect that the the brakes were tampered with or like what is? Um, after reading all that and mm-hmm. seeing everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely think that there's something in there, but I, I want to just look around see what's inside there. And get... Sure. Why don't you roll me, since you're dealing with a car, why don't you roll me a field craft and you're welcome, um, to use your traps if you wish. Okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily apply to making traps, but it does apply to your knowledge of traps. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Because so that's more of hunting, but it, you I got know, 75 just tampering in. with things. Yeah. We've got... Uh, oh, success. Oh, is that six? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you're looking around. Um, there's nothing immediately in the car. There's no beer bottles. Um, there looks like there's some dried blood. Um, the, all of the like little cubbies you can get in a car, are you cannot open them. Okay. They are squished. Um, that's the inside. Like, the upholstery is kind of fucked up. Right, right. Um, Looks like the door had to be like ripped off with like a, the jaws of life yeah, to get him out. Get him out. Mm-hmm. So okay, the airbag didn't deploy, but they none said of the looking. none of the airbags. None of the airbags. Are the airbags still in there? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still in the, mm-hmm. the compartment. Yeah, you pop one off, and uh, the it's still in there. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so they said they saw markings on it that look like normal wear and tear. Like what? Yeah. Or is it just like so? Yeah, you scratches kind of, on there. You or? kind of look at the brakes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it does look like normal wear and tear. But it looks like as your keen eye looking at it, because you've had to fix vehicles on your ranch. Um, it looks like someone was like scraping at the brakes. Like the brake line isn't cut, right. but it looks like it, it is snapped. But as you're looking at it, it doesn't look like it was cut with the scissors. It looks like they were almost. Uh, like they were worn down, but manually. Gotcha. 
like, like a someone, file or something. Yeah, on like there. someone took a file or like just like hit it. Grinders. Yeah, like, like, and then you do that, so you come back to the airbag system, and you kind of pop up the main companion uh, compartment that controls all that, and it looks like, um, again, looks like they were just kind of knocked off, like something was hit, but. Knowing what you saw from there, it does look like that these things were they were tempered with, tempered with by somebody. Gotcha. Okay. So it either was so. a suicide or someone <clears throat> fucked with his stuff. Can't see a suicide going <laughs> like that, suicide, but yeah. that's a that is Dang. a mighty suicide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I relay all this information that I'm finding mm-hmm. or what I'm seeing to these guys, mm-hmm. kind of well, and also showing uh, what's her name, Tessie. Oh, Jewel. 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 Since, you know, she's a protege, kind of showing her what I'm seeing, too, Mm -hmm. so she knows. Yeah. So, should probably go talk to... Sandra. The mechanic, right? Yeah. Oh, the mechanic. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob? There you go. I didn't catch all the names. Uh, No, no. It's a lot of names. No, it's fine. (laughs) So, yeah. I have a list. Yeah. So I was looking, I was like, where'd it go? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Um, you don't, did you, I don't even think you guys found out where he is, where he lives at. No, no, we didn't. We didn't go to the shop, though. Like the. His mechanic shop? Mechanic yeah, yeah. Shop. The, I mean, if it's a small enough shop. town, there's it's one, two. One two yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, he has a mechanic shop. It is closed down for the day. Mm. Um, there's a phone number on the front, though. It wouldn't help. Good. I do yeah, have a, a specialization in larceny, but <laughs> no, 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 no. You no. have a cat. Do it at once. Yeah. No so thanks. Oh. I'd rather not sin during this case. <laughs> Why? <Yeah>. So, <laughs> all right. So it's closed down. I'm not even gonna. I don't know. Would there be a point of calling the number at this this late hour? I don't know. I mean, nobody's in there. Uh, I can. I have Sandra's number. I can call her up and see if it's all right to go over because it is getting late. Don't wanna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that. Sure. Yeah. 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 You can give her a call. Okay. So I call Sandra, Ellie's mom. Oh, Sandra! You don't have her number. Mm. She. Oh, she gave us the address, mm-hmm. not the number. No, she didn't give you her number. Mm. You have. You have Aileen's number. That's what I thought you were talking about. I apologize. We just drop by. We're like, hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what time is it? Seven. It's like almost eight now. Okay. So we have one more place we can investigate. Is that like where the sheriff went to investigate the dogs? It's up to you guys. Just tell me what you want to do. Hmm. Or. I say we drop by. Yeah. Her house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Pull up. Pull up. The porch lights on, and uh, looks like the front room. Like the curtains are drawn, but the bay window you see lights behind it. Okay, so we walk up and knock on the door. Um, after about a thirty-five seconds, uh, the door kind of unlocks and chains, and she opens it up partly. She's like, "Come, um, how may I help you?" Hi, I'm sorry. I know it's. Very late, but uh, we are investigating the disappearances of the locals here, and it's to my knowledge that your daughter uh, was one of them. Are you? Are you Sandra? Tears. 
fucking tears. Just losing it. <laughs> Still a little tender. And she just like kind of like embraces you. <laughs> my baby girl. She's gone. Who oh, take my baby girl? And I can't even talk to the to the reverend because he's gone too. Okay, so I, I lead her into her own couch to sit down. Yeah, um, and there's like four cats that kind of jump out of the way. Okay. Um, and, uh, she begins to tell you something, and, uh, that's what we're gonna call it. Okay. For the, for the session. Um, thank you all for listening to, to, to Grim Encounters, this little, uh, side quest we're doing here. Um, I know it's a little different than normal. It's a lot more talky-talky, but I wanted to test it out. I wanted to see how we all did when we had to talk to more people, so. And we had to actually investigate some scenes. Um, I know we've done that before, but I kind of more... Derek talks to the people and finds out. And then we're just like, we're just like, okay, let's go fight the thing. (laughs) Derek's is definitely your Deus Ex Machina. Father Frank is a very, very good at what he does. Yes. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I kind of wanted to show the listeners and you guys that we could do more. We can do more deep dives and investigations, which are fun too. Um, I like it all. So I, I just kind of play to what you guys decide on. So either way, thanks for listening. Like I said, again, uh, if you want to keep in contact, we're on Twitter, uh, where, um, our gremlin tweets, just crazy stuff. Um, but he's there. He kind of posts on updates on when the show's going to air. He's a little late usually. Our but, gremlin, uh, Jeffrey? Yeah. His name's Jeffrey, guys. It's our gremlin. He's a pet. Yeah. He's kind of like... I think he's kind of like a demon, but not... He's like Gizmo. You're not sure. Like, if you dump water on yeah, him, Yeah, but maybe. he says he's the F word a lot. Yeah, he's like a... <laughs> he's like a mix between that. the evil gremlins and then the cute fuzzy gremlins. Kind of like a Furby, you know? Oh, Furbies dude, are scary. Furbies are from the devil, <laughs> yeah, so... they're creepy. My sister had one. They would just sit there on her shelf. And just like, like a naughty Furby. Yeah. A, na- a nerby? Yeah. Nerby? <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Yeah. Stay spooked. Oh, what? She stole it. You can't say it! You were saying goodbye! You were... No, only you, we can say uh, it. You, no, no <laughs> only only Nordy can say it. Okay, well you didn't say it. You so stay our sp- listeners are listening are listening and they're missing out because no. you can't take your job seriously. Uh, uh, no, her spoop. Uh, I don't want you to stay spooped. I want you to get unspooped and then I want you yeah, to get fucking spooped again. Respooped. <laughs>